0: Dear Truckin' Awesome, what do you think of when someone says tough? Honestly, I think of a Toyota truck. Tundra's one mean mother of a truck with a twin-turbo V6 and incredible going power, and the Tacoma claws through terrain with a taller suspension and lots of creature comforts in the cockpit. Both Toyota trucks are decked out with tons of cool features and tech you'll dig. Check them out at toyota.com, folks.
1: Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Ha, ha, ha.
1: into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Get on over to your app store and download today and get some good bets on. We'll have some bets of the week for you in just a little bit. But first, of course, I'm Nathan Rudolph joined by AJ Hayfley, And on today's show, obviously over the weekend, NHL teams finalized their rosters, which we will get into the ads with a bit of an unfortunate surprise to their roster lineup, which and in some ways is good, obviously, for for one player in particular. It's a disappointing situation. Uh, we'll also talk about a little bit of John Chaika. He is, he is no longer an NHL GM. And get into some of our dream acquisitions a little bit later in the show. But first of all, AJ, how you doing? How is everybody doing on the abs in the bubble?
0: I'm, I mean, I'm good. Um, the bubble seemed fine today. The boys were excited. I think that was something that all of Makar, Johnson, and Landeskog said four or five different times each. Was they were excited, they were ready to go, they were excited. Well, well I mean, they they are on the same in, page at least yeah. they they are in the money here, right? Yep. Like they get to go and experience all of this, but they don't have to really take this like super seriously for another week or two.
1: The the first proper game isn't until the second, and then the Favs' first three games are essentially just warm-up games that are... Right. Like,
0: Like there's, like, no, like... They will be playing a warm-up game, and then a whole bunch of these teams, and the team that they're playing against in the the exhibition game, their season is on the line days later. Right. It becomes on the line.
1: We talked about this a little bit too, in in the expectation that yes, this is Colorado versus Minnesota, but Minnesota needs to prepare for do or die hockey after this. So I I'm not personally expecting much rivalry stuff to happen. We'll put it that way.
0: Yeah, I don't think that there's going to be any of this gooning it up and guys trying to hurt each other, and I don't I don't think there's going to be any shenaniganery here. Minnesota's got, they got, they got business to take care of. And then Colorado should be playing like Colorado's exhibition lineup should be like Tynan and O'Connor and dries and all Byram the, all the and edge Pimmons, guys that it's like, like, yeah, get them into a game and then let them do their thing. Yep.
1: I agree with that. I, especially, I mean, look, the, that's the one thing Bednar preached to all of the training camp was look. We're going to need all of these guys to play for us, and, and if you're not going to play them in exhibition games and in the round robin, how can you play them when it counts?
0: Yeah, not that not that getting them into an exhibition game all of a sudden unlocks a door and makes it like oh they're going to be great <laughs> if they have to play in the postseason. Like it's not going to change who they are, but, but if
1: you can't trust them there,
0: like yeah, just let them let them in let them enjoy it. So I, I'm of the opinion, you just get through the exhibition game. You don't need to, um, you just don't need to take it super seriously. You've got three round Robin games to pretend to care about, which like the seating is important. It's not irrelevant. It's just your number one thing is just getting through these games healthy.
1: Yeah. I, I, is there seating? I mean, yeah, you don't want to be four. Because that means you face the best team coming out of the uh, the play-in round. But if you're not yeah. four, does it really matter? One, two, or three? You're gonna have to go through the same teams in the future rounds
0: anyway. So,
1: well, I mean, I mean either it's, way, it's whatever. Like it's
0: yeah. it's fine. I because we don't know what the the seeds lead to like we don't know who wins the the right. series. Like when you're when you're talking about caring about seeding in the regular season, you have an idea of what that seed means. You know, oh, you don't want to finish second because then you're taking on third place in your division. And in the Central, that means that the third place team you're taking on is better than the wild card team. And so you don't want to mess with that. And that's not necessarily true in the Pacific division where had you finished second in the pacific you might have you you get third in the pacific instead of taking on the fourth best central team which well, like you don't i would i would rather take the third team of the pacific than the the, the fourth best team in the central i and with i the, don't want to mess with the, that even then with
1: the potential implications of reseeding like who even knows
0: who you well, right. I'm just saying, right. in like a normal year, that's what yeah. you care about when it comes to seeding. You're looking at you're looking at how it all works, and you don't care about it. Or you you're saying, "Oh, this is the seed, or that's the seed," without knowing who wins any of these series. Being one through four has no discernible benefit until after the qualifying round is already over. Yep. Like you don't want the Oilers. You know you don't want the Oilers, and so you know you don't want fourth. After that, it's just sort of like. Eh. Yeah. And, you I know, mean, we the are abs, the abs. Basically, win one game out of their round robin games, they're pretty much going to be guaranteed that they are not the four seed. seed. Yep, should be that easy. So, you know, win one of those games, you take them seriously enough. Obviously, if you win them, you don't play Hutchinson the whole time. But you know,
1: if you're playing a couple different dudes on your fourth line
0: right if you're ro- or if you're rotating a one defenseman in or something else like that, yeah. you know, or if you're if you're playing twelve forwards and seven d or you know just to get a guy in or whatever like come on, who cares yeah, Agreed. that's fine that's they should be doing that you should be using the round robin to get somebody in there, especially because they've got thirteen clear cut forwards that they would like to play uh-huh. and the
1: reality is as we get to the actual topic here, vlad Kamenev. Of- not making the trip with the ABS to Edmonton. Uh,
0: the worst I, luck imaginable. I have to
1: imagine he was going to go.
0: I would imagine so. Um, I didn't personally, man. I didn't. I didn't think he had a bad camp. I know Evan saw him on the one day and said I didn't like his game. I was there all the other days, and I didn't think there was a problem. He, I mean, didn't stand out wasn't like he was starring, but he had some, he, I mean, there were some moments and if it's really just that he wasn't a hundred percent, it makes total sense not to bring him. Um, but if it was seriously just about him playing about uh, his camp performance, it's a little much for me because TJ Tynan had a garbage camp
1: and he still wins. Not yeah. to
0: and like, not to like come down on TJ, TJ Tynan. Like, I don't, I don't want it to be like, I'm, I'm dogging the guy, but he didn't do anything in that camp. He didn't do anything in the when in, in his time with the Avs either, because I saw some of that. Oh, Kamenev just got outplayed by these other guys. No, he didn't. Kamenev, Kamenev had 38 games played this year with the Avs, scored eight points.
1: Significantly better production than just about any of the call Yeah, I think, except well, and, for
0: Cal. and you look at you look at Drys O'Connor. Tynan and Bowers, those four guys combined for 37 games played and three points. Two of the the, the two, two goals the came from O'Connor. Yeah. One assist from Tynan. That's yep. it. That was all the production. Tynan had one assist in 16 games, and it was not a great assist. And and like it, it just wasn't it, the thing. Of, the thing that people liked about Tynan is that he looked fast because uh-huh. he was just fast enough to lose. Every foot race by half a step. But be close and in the battle, yeah. Like he was, and I told Evan that he was, he was the king of of just barely losing every race, every battle, because it looked close and you start to think, oh, that was 50 50. Oh, that was 50 50. When it's really
1: but, never a 50 50 it When
0: it's really 10 90. Yeah. And when he actually did something on the forecheck that was good, you were like, hello. (laughs) Yeah. It it was shocking because it just didn't happen very often. Like Tynan works hard. He's, you know, he skates well, he moves well. He's creative offensively. All those, he's a really good AHL player. He's not an AHL player. He's pretty much the definition of a tweener. (laughs) Like, yeah, he's just, he's just not. And with Kamenev, it's just Kim Kamenev. I'm, I'm all for uh believing that it was the appendectomy and that he just wasn't a hundred percent uh and that it just he just you know yeah. he wasn't quite a hundred percent i know i know his rights got traded in the khl a month or so ago um so there's there's the idea that i mean it, it can't him not making
1: the trip cannot help his odds of getting an nhl job that's for sure
0: it can't. Um, if he already has an agreement to go and, and take a KHL job, great. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm of the opinion. Uh, I'm, I'm of the opinion that Kamenev will get a get a job somewhere. He'll he'll get a North America job if he wants it, and then, um, but we've seen him in the HL. He's a very good AHL player. And, and maybe I, somebody wants to give him an opportunity. You know, maybe somebody wants to give him more than that.
1: I, I believe there is an NHL player in Vlad Kamenev. I do too. I don't know if he can make it work in a fourth line energy type role, though.
0: Yeah, um, we've seen him. We've seen him play with skill before, and it's been encouraging. Yep. Uh, and when he's engaged and he's having a good game, he is quality. It's just that the the engagement, the the day to day, and it's just not it's not great. Like it's not always there every single day. And with Bednar, that's a thing. We saw it with Grigorenko. We saw it with we we've seen it over the years with these guys who just don't have it every single day. Definitely does not go over well in Bednar's avalanche. We've also seen. Uh, we've also seen Bednar cast aside a couple of guys who have gone on to have success elsewhere. I like Rocco Grimaldi. Yep. You know, cast that dude aside. And it's weird that like, and, and I do wonder if, uh, you know, with the way that Grimaldi has succeeded in Nashville, if maybe moving him off mo- or moving on from Grimaldi, he sees a guy like Tynan and is like, "Oh, well, I want to give that guy." A Don't long want to of make books. the same mistake twice. Exactly. Sure. Maybe that's a learning process for for him. Is that Tynan is? Hey, let's see if let's see if we can get get the same type of player out of this. yeah that the one that we gave up on already with Grimaldi, and it's just you know Rocco was better.
1: Yeah, uh, Rocco. Had more offensive ability at the NHL level.
0: Yeah, and, and but he was very tiny. He was a legitimate five yeah, foot six. He was and, very, very small. And, and defensively, wing,
1: way, just
0: defensively right, not line. good. Yeah, not even in the AHL was he a good defensive winger. Um, he tried hard; like the effort was there. When you're just,
1: that small. It just doesn't matter at a certain right. Point. You've yeah.
0: got to be. You've got to be exceptional at a few things. Sam Girard is like the
1: limit. For how small you can be and still be a high end defenseman, <laughs> defensive yeah.
0: player, really. right? And like, like a guy like Saint Louis Gaudreau, like those guys are just existing. They're hanging yep. on. They're just trying to get by. But they had such high end offensive talent that it didn't that it matter made up
1: for it, right?
0: Yeah, where you were just like, whatever. But a guy like that has to, you know, a guy like a Grimaldi or a Tynan has to live through that. And you know, I'm, I just, I'm not buying that it was performance based. I I know that Kamenev isn't the coach's favorite, but if it's not if it's not uh, about the appendectomy, then it wouldn't have made any. None of this would have made sense to me. I I was against it. I didn't like it, even in knowing that the coaching staff doesn't love Kamenev. It's so to do this would be extreme because you are still trying to win a Stanley Cup here. And I'm sorry, but in, in, in no world do I believe that that Drys and Tynan are better options in the in the NHL lineup to try and win a cup than than Vlad Kamenev. I I just don't I, just don't, I, I don't, don't believe buy so. In.
1: I don't believe they're better options than Martin Kout either. But obviously, the the conversation <laughs> with Kout is different.
0: Yeah, I don't need to get into that one but, for the four thousand time. Yeah,
1: I mean. Anyway, the the, the reality is there. If the Avs have to play that 18th forward or whoever you want to call it regularly, they're in trouble. Seventeenth <laughs>
0: now. They took eleven defensemen. Yeah, that's true. That then I forgot
1: they took the extra defenseman. Um, so it, the Cam and F situation is what it is. The other cuts were Adam Warner as expected for the goaltending side, and then Jacob McDonald was the I guess you can call it the defenseman cut, even though he yeah, played a the, bunch of forward as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> um so, yeah, the Avs' final roster included all of the younger guys that were at camp besides Adam Werner, who honestly isn't even that young. <laughs>
0: um, he's not what you think of in terms of, like, prospect age, where you yep. look at, like, like Byram's 19, right. Timmons is 21. Like, those guys are young.
1: Yep. Werner's 23. Did he turn 24
0: yet? I don't. I think nah. he's 23. The birthdays are all messed up now that we're in, now that we're talking yeah, about nobody knows what age lie. they are. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how old anybody else anymore.
1: <laughs> Either way. He's a little bit older. Cause it, he's a goalie and he was from Europe. So he hung out there till he was 22. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. That's the Evs final lineup. Uh, any expectations for guys that you think will get into actual proper playoff games besides Tyson Jost is
0: pretty much a given, I would say, but, um i i would have it be jost and o'connor as my first two forwards all right those would be the guys off the bench and then me personally i would yolo the dice with shane bowers because yeah same so would i but just because just because the other guys are such known quantities and not in the good way but i'm kind of I'm kind of over it but I, the coaching staff won't agree, of course. Their jobs are actually online. They have consequences to these decisions, and I don't.
1: You play a zero experience Shane Bowers, and he's a minus three that night, and your job <laughs> is in trouble, bud.
0: Well, and then and and you've lost a playoff game. Yeah, and, exactly. And then you're like, well, <laughs> can't do that again. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, we can take our first period break there. As I promised some picks of the week from DraftKings Sportsbook. We got hockey ones. We finally have proper prop bets coming out from DraftKings Sportsbook with hockey right around the corner. Mine Nathan McKinnon, the favorite to win the Consmythe Smythe at plus 1,400. So if you're a believer in the Avs going all the way to the cup, this is another bet that you can make some big cashola on over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus 1,400. And I believe the next closest Av is Rantanen at plus 2,700. So he's far and away the Avs favorite to take the Consmyth. Smythe. Um, I, I don't remember who was 1,500. Someone was 1,500. I'm not going to look it up. It wasn't McDavid. McDavid was way down there because I think Edmonton's just not expected to make the cup final.
0: What would be your top three for the abs? For the abs? Uh,
1: McKinnon, Ranton, and Grubauer. Okay. uh, Rantan and Grubauer are pretty interchangeable there. I would say. I have them flipped. Yeah. Um, Just because – if a goalie goes off, they just win the series and win the guns Smythe, and that's how it works. <laughs>
0: right. Somebody, somebody looks at the series numbers, and it's like, oh, he's, you know, they won, they won the series, and they went, you know, he went four and two with a nine thirty five safety, you know, and a one point eight nine goals against right. average, and you're yeah. like, hmm, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not not bad for the Cup finals. Um, <laughs> It elevates above everything else because he had a great cup finals. And you're like, oh, well, there you go.
1: But uh, moving away from the cons, and and sticking to the play-in round, AJ, your pick of the week here.
0: Yeah, Connor McDavid to lead all of the qualifying round in scoring. Plus a thousand. Um, Yeah, going up against that, that Chicago defense even even with Crawford in net i'm i'm just the shaking. defense is
1: so porous man
0: <laughs> and that defense is bad and i like i like the idea of mcdavid exploiting that the only real pause that i have on this is that i think the oilers are going to win in 3 and there will be a series that goes 5 games that just gives the guys in that series more opportunity to score more points but uh, I think McDavid could easily just drop an eighth spot on Chicago and that's over.
1: Yeah. Dry sidle is plus 1150 as well. If you like, if you like that side of those two.
0: No, I, I think the dry sidle thing's over. I think yeah, his uh,
1: hotness is done.
0: Yeah. The shooting 22% for the last two <laughs> years is, is over with. And uh, it's time. It's, it's time for, for Connor to reclaim his throne.
1: Dry Sidel, old, old and busted. McDavid, new hotness. Yep.
0: Got it. Yep. All right. Tired
1: and wired, baby. Well, if you want to bet on that or any number of other prop bets, including whether you think teams will shut each other out, scores of specific games, scores of entire series, you name it, you can bet on it over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download their app today and use code DNVR when you sign up, and for a limited time, all users can get a special odds boost. Bet $20 to win $100 on a team of your choosing. That's five to one odds on any team of your choosing as a special odds boost when you use that code DNVR to sign up. Must be twenty one. Older, Colorado only. Other teams and conditions and eligi- eligibility restrictions apply. See slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1 800 522 for 700 and if gambling is not your thing you can always play some digital golf for absolutely free with wgt golf we now have dnvr3 our third clubhouse opened up so head on over to dnvr to download and search for dnvr3 to join that club put myself in the top five last weekend of the tournament i was pushing nearly had that top spot but i made one mistake push me out down to fifth place, unfortunately, but we coming for it. There we go. There we go. First place with the 132. Was that you, Sean? Have they found you? Have you been hooked up as the winner of all of that? Uh, Either way, if you want to participate in the WGT golf tournaments that we have every single weekend, you can jump on it, get in our clubhouse and play true to life courses, whether it be Pebble Beach, St. Andrews, Bandon Dunes, many others as well in many different formats. Joke play, match play. Last week's tournament was closest to the hole. So you name it, dnbrgolf.com again to download. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings. The Avs, honestly, the the Kamenev situation was a little bit weird, but there wasn't a whole lot of turmoil when it came to them getting to the bubble with their team. Now, the story that has taken over the NHL quite a bit, which thankfully I'll take that over what's going on with the MLB these days because that is a nightmare. But, Predictable
0: nightmare. Yeah. The MLB had no backup plan in place in case something happened, and they were like, oh, players are testing positive? It's fine. Just go play. such – that's oh, it's just okay. insane to me. But Enjoy no COVID
1: lawsuit. test positive here. However, the Arizona Coyotes and John Chaika have seen their differences far enough as Chayka not only not coming to the bubble with the team, but no longer – part of the organization at this point. And this brings up an interesting conversation. Sure. I mean, we can talk about Arizona's struggles if you want, but more importantly to me, I think is what does John Shaka do next? Because it does not seem like he's on his way out of the NHL as a whole.
0: Well, um, would you take him to Colorado?
1: That is the question. I mean, this. Uh, what is he doing in Colorado, right? Because Sakic's still going to be the proper GM, mm-hmm. no matter what. But if he wants to come in and be part of that front office and give the Avs another voice that maybe is providing a little bit of a different look, uh, one of more of a – I've always looked at Chaika as an asset manager more than a hockey builder, a hockey team builder. Mm-hmm. Over the years, he's always consistently tried to get value out of things like trading back picks, which is something the Avs like to do, out of trying to squeeze those little extra bits to get value wherever possible. And especially when it comes to smaller trades, we've seen Sakik struggle
0: to do that. We have, um, but overall, what? did he do to make them bad right
1: ultimately arizona has been spinning their tires for pretty much his entire tenure
0: yeah i mean there were there were a couple of moves that i think were really really good and paid off um you know getting alex kolowski for a fifth round pick that's nice like that's good that's good solid value wasn't wasn't great, like it's not like changing anything, but they needed help on defense, and hey, that's a that's a good start, right? Um, the deals, the Chicago deals, both of them. I I especially like the John Merson deal for Connor Murphy, uh, and whoever else was in that deal. Very blah, and they get John Merson who again, like their defense gets better, right? They just got better, um. On, on defense, and it's – that's great. Like, they drafted Chikrin. I uh, believe they even traded up. That was the Datsuk deal. Yeah, I think so. Um, also got Jason Demers out of Florida before all the injury stuff started for him. Uh, Darcy Kemper pried out of L.A. Got uh, Antti Ranta out of New York. Like, just kept taking chances on some of these guys. And – the goaltenders for sure paid off. Um, the The Domi thing didn't work out so well, but I like anyway. I like, the the point is, I like that he wasn't afraid to move on from younger guys when there were issues. I I like that he was active in moving on, uh, moving on from picks. I like that he would trade down. He would trade up. There were guys that he liked. He was aggressive when he wanted to be. All of that said, he didn't. They, they there was a lot of a lot of movement, and they didn't get significantly better. And you're you're correct. I,
1: I don't have any argument about them. They they haven't made the playoffs really. They struggled to get themselves outside of. I guess that doesn't even count as the Calgary zone. Below the Calgary zone.
0: Yeah, how mediocre do you have to be to get Taylor Hall, Phil Kessel, Carl Soderbergh in one offseason, and you're still on the outside looking in? But And you've wasted two years of elite goaltending.
1: I, I think that's my point, is you look at the good moves he's made, and you say, maybe you give this guy a position in the front office, but at the end of the day, he's just another voice in there. Sackick's still the GM. And you want this guy trying to make those good moves for you, but <laughs> you maybe say, "All right, to build the hockey team, Sackett gets final say." Uh, as Meeks says about his drafting record, it's not
0: great. Yeah. You, uh, don't you don't let him don't on the draft, draft floor. That. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> we can agree the biggest the biggest thing you don't you don't let him on the draft floor and and choose players and be the be where the buck stops when it comes to draft day stuff. That's fine. Not gonna that that wouldn't have been the case anyway, but just to reinforce, don't freaking do that. There, that's just bad. He hasn't done well in that area at all, and some of them you could see coming from a mile away. You know, obviously it's still really early, but that Barrett Hayden pick second second when it happened, yep, (laughs) was very iffy. It was
1: it was a reach when it was made and. Today, now it's not looking any better. Yeah,
0: it's gotten and like Hayden. Hayden, it's it's not his fault. You know, right. it's not like if Hayden if Hayden had gone fifteenth, he'd like be looking we, like a solid prospect. Like yeah. we like we all kind of expected him to go in that area somewhere. We would be looking at him a little bit differently. But taken in the top five, ahead of some of the guys that he was, and it's just like there Why? was a reason yeah. there, like, there was this was this was one of those areas where it looks like the community the scout community the consensus had this one right yeah and that was a huge blown pick that was a huge one um and it's that's 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 just if you were to bring him in he wouldn't he wouldn't be allowed to touch that part of the organization it's not it's not that the abs have been unimpeachable there. it's just that that side of things he was bad at so don't do that Keep him away from it and where I would where I would say he could be a more prominent voice would be in understanding hey, let's get an asset for this guy yep. instead of just letting him leave let's let's get this guy involved in something and move on from him. um you know, this is a younger guy that we don't have space for anymore and there's an Something opportunity the for answer, us. likely to
1: run up against in the next couple of years.
0: Right, because if you look at it like you the, he traded away two first round picks uh in Brandon Perlini and Dylan Strom for Nick Schmaltz. It was like disappointing guys for disappointing guys. Yep. And change of scenery cats at a higher at a high level, right? Like yep. <laughs> this was not Graves for Bigra, these were like NHL caliber players. Yeah. And like Dylan Strom was the third pick of the draft of all drafts of the last it's decade.
1: Just a bad pick, even even with yeah. his resurgence in Chicago,
0: it's still a bad pick. But. Oh, it's a nightmare. And and Nick and like Nick Schmaltz has been a very nice fit for Arizona and has turned out well. like that's yeah. that went well for them. And that's you know, with Colorado now facing that possibility where where they're saying hey should we should we consider moving on from Tyson Jones Nikita Zadorov like that's where he could provide value right? right that's an area where he would be he he could provide some value and he could be a, a louder voice than they may currently have in that but really you look at Colorado's front office and the only reason you would do that is if Chris McFarland got a job somewhere yep Walked and mentioning that in the chat yeah when he he interviewed for the New Jersey job um he interviewed for the Minnesota job last year. We've known we've, how many times have we talked about this in the last year on this podcast that, that, and even, even before, and when it was Jesse and Adrian with me, you know, we talked about it, it being a thing that, yep. that there was going to come a point in time where the abs were faced with, Hey, either give this guy a promotion to full blown general manager or somebody and, else will Yeah, And, and elevate Sackic to just you know president VP, of hockey officer, or whatever yeah president or whatever, right? And give McFarland the GM title, or he's gonna go somewhere that's gonna want him to rebuild their program. Because you look at the big turnaround in Colorado's front office. It happened in twenty twenty fifteen, at yep. the same time as as McFarland's arrival. Yep. And do you have to go through that
1: process again right is the question
0: it's right and so if if mcfarland were to move on then you would you would be looking at a guy like chayka and say oh hey there's actually a hole in our organization here yep you know disagree with how he's gone about his business craig billington certainly doesn't seem to be going anywhere teams that way especially especially with the ahl team on the up and up the last two years yep i, I would say it would be a surprise if biller went anywhere at this point so that would be the only potential opening for that would be mcfarland moving on which how he hasn't so far but we still have an entire off season to go well i don't, then, I don't know what kind of gm openings are there are going to be there right. but i mean the reality
1: of that question is we don't know until we get there yeah but also, you see an offseason like the abs had this past year, and don't be surprised if teams come knocking after something like that.
0: Of course. And we're going to start hearing a whole lot about the Colorado model. Yep. As Edmonton is supposedly following like, now. Yeah. We're going to, you know, because we, and when when Colorado was in its rebuilding phase, we talked a ton about Chicago, the team to follow. Why wouldn't you want to follow the team that won three cups in six years? Like. Yep. And how did they do it? Oh, they had a they had a superstar wing, they had a superstar center, and they had a superstar defense. The
1: problem is that model doesn't just happen,
0: <laughs> right? And <laughs> you even look at how Chicago got there. Yep, they had the first overall pick. Um, I think Taves was third,
1: second or third, I forget. Yeah, yeah,
0: he was in, he was at the top of that draft. Yep, and so two to a couple a couple of top picks, and then Brent Seabrook, middle of the first. And then, uh, and it's funny, if you go back and you watch the Brent, when Brent Seabrook got drafted, Chicago didn't want to take him. Uh, they were, they were trying to trade down and they couldn't find, so they couldn't find a taker. And so they just took Seabrook and it was like, huh. Ah,
1: turned out okay for him.
0: Yeah. All right. Like, <laughs> looked, worked great. Um, And then Duncan Keith, a Hall of Fame talent that they got in the second round. Yep. And then they, they just, you know, auntie Niemi won a cup for them. like. Yeah. They were they were the reason why people were like, oh, maybe goaltender isn't as important anymore. And then it turns out it was. but and, Right. Well, and then Niemi went to San Jose and it was like, oh, maybe he wasn't very good. <laughs> and point being like Chicago like built their team, like their core, yep. right? And, and in a way that every, every organization has to, you have to get a little lucky along the way. You know the abs. The abs obviously got that break. They got their one first overall pick. The one draft lottery they won was 2013,
1: and it was a slam dunk first overall pick for them. And
0: and even had they not gotten McKinnon first, they they would have second overall. They they would have been in the money with Barkov anyway. So
1: been a huge win. The the eternal conversation of what if they went with Seth Jones instead, who has developed into a star defender now.
0: News and Norris caliber defensemen. So you're like, they were fine winning in that in that draft class, right? Very different directions if they get those guys because very different personalities, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. But but you look at the luck along the way,
1: though. They get Kale McCarr fourth overall after losing the lottery.
0: They the the Duchesne trade, you remember when it happened? Yep. Ottawa, Ottawa was seen as the playoff favorite, and they were loading up for the run. That's why they that went and got to Shane in the first place.
1: Not meant to be where it ended up.
0: Yeah. We I remember talking on the podcast being like, Oh, well, when it's 22nd overall or whatever, like, great, that'll be one more prospect to add to the coffers. Yep. And then it ended up being a top fourth overall. <laughs> it ended up being a the fourth overall pick, which was a disappointment mm-hmm. because we were because they had finished last in the NHL. Like there was there. There have been so many like ups and downs, and Kamenev was part of this with maybe the unluckiest of all of them, yep. with two lost seasons just as the Avs needed anybody to play for them. Yep. And then he comes back, and oh, great! Now they're good, and, and there's no room for him, really. Yeah. A pandemic starts, and he has to have an appendectomy. <laughs> dude, just like, just dude never lucky. Cursed. Never lucky. Yep. Just cursed, man. So, like, this whole this whole Colorado model thing, you know, obviously a team's going to be interested in McFarland. Um, I would say that they should be interested in the analytics department that the Avs have built. For sure. It's not to say that they're the only reason, but Colorado's front office certainly looks like they've found a good way to blend the scouting and the numbers together because that's their process. I mean. They check. They They, hey, their scouts like this guy. They put them through the analytics department. The analy- they run the numbers on the analytics, and they say, "Yeah, you know what? That's a guy that makes sense for us." You this- don't get the
1: 2019 off luck, but you certainly don't get it without the groundwork behind it either.
0: For sure, like for you to go to through an off season and you to make as many moves as they did. It's one thing if you make two moves and they work out. Right. When you make five moves and all of them pan out for you, you've had you've gotten lucky. Yep. You did good work, but you got lucky along the way because you've done lots of good work in the past and things for whatever reason haven't panned out. Yep. It's- you have no idea if a barely speaking English Val Nachushkin is going to is going to turn it around or not, if he's going to find confidence, if, he, if the coaching staff is going to click whatever, right? And then it works out perfect. He's he's better than you could have expected. Recreates the best aspects of his game while adding offense to it, which was what was missing, and it just worked out great in every every way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the ideal scenario for Burakovsky also happened. You know, Belmar comes in and has a career year, and it's just like every every little thing went perfectly for the Avs this year. Outside of all of the crazy injuries. Like, they had a super injury-filled year, and it didn't matter. It just didn't matter. That's how you know you were – you were you won. You did a really good job building a roster. So if you want to follow the Colorado model, it's basically have a couple of stars, get good players, and surround them, and don't spend a ton of money. Yep. I
1: think that's the big key is being able to do it with cap space
0: but and obviously like the, because the apps have been as young as they've been it made that easier but now it's you know
1: so is uh is chris mcfarland our our strava craft coffee performer of the day then yeah let's give it to chris all right he can take it on down as it is time to acknowledge the CBD infused Strava craft coffee, which has really changed lives. The CBD is non-psychoactive and has been known to help aches and pains as well as migraines, anxiety, and many other things as well. So you can give it a try today at multiple places in and around Denver before you buy. And when you do decide to buy, head to Strava, Crafty, Strava Craft Coffee.com and get 20 percent off when you use code DNVR20. And of course, my favorite read of all time. Just used the trimmer the other day to shave up. AJ did as well, I believe. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a fantastic trimmer even has the little led light on it so if you're trying to get it in the cracks and crevices you can see where you're going what you're getting set up to be a no nick blade with ceramic blades of course and manscaped of course has a ton of other options for you as well whether it be cologne or if you're looking for shaving materials like shave mats or uh, shaving cream anything along those lines they have you covered even can buy the perfect package 3.0 which will take care of everything you need when it comes to keeping yourself Fresh below the belt. So head on over to manscaped.com and use code DNVR20 to get 20% off and free shipping when you order. Your balls will thank you. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings. Almost said Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, another loved sponsor, but DraftKings is our presenter right now. So as things get all set up here, I'm very excited to get into the proper NHL, but I had to get my one last fantasy fantasy chat in as we asked today on the DNVR Avalanche Twitter account who the dream acquisition is for the Colorado Avalanche right now. Uh, AJ, I know you're going to say Taylor Hall, so let's, let's have the Taylor Hall conversation and then we can get into what other people said because I requested they not say Taylor Hall.
0: The Taylor Hall.
1: Yeah, right. Is that easy enough? Said and done. I, I mean, on
0: it. all of the all of the things that people bring up as detractor uh, for 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 them not being in favor of it. I just don't buy. Uh, yeah. He's hurt all the time. He hasn't really been that hurt lately. If you look at the first five years of his career, definitely was a common theme. Last five years of his career, no, not that many. Yeah. Um, More than McKinnon, certainly not, 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 not good enough. Garbage. One of the one of the best play drivers from the wing in the NHL. Guy's awesome. Not worth the money. Maybe fair. We we don't know. Um, it, it you know, depends on what they, he asks for. Yeah, they wouldn't at this point. Obviously, they wouldn't be trading for him. It would just be signing him in free agency yep. in a depressed market with a with a cap that's not going to be going up for a few years. So, you know, maybe he doesn't want to take a six-year deal. Maybe he wants to take a two or three-year deal for still like eight million, right? Right, like it would still that, have to be pretty penny.
1: I mean, that's the the big question for everybody hitting free agency this year is people just don't know how the market's going to shake out.
0: Yeah, we have no idea what teams are going to be able to spend cap. The cap money, the, the 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 cap space is just not there right now. Yep. So. Um but he didn't really have that big of a drop-off this year, and he played for two really bad offensive teams. So, you know, I'm I'm of the opinion you drop Taylor Hall next to a good center, which he hasn't had in a long time, and I'm all for Magical it. Magical happen, yeah. Like, look how good that guy has been with the centers that he's had in his career. And look then none of them are Nathan McKinnon I'm just none of them are even now Kadri like come on so uh for me it's it's just too easy and best the whole his career is probably nuge or, or or he sure like or
1: yeah they're pretty similar I suppose yeah
0: yeah so <clears throat> um and the and the whole the whole oh they the, the the he loses everywhere he goes. That's <laughs> really you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna blame that on one guy? The same the same way removing Duchesne was the magical elixir that allowed an entire franchise to suddenly change overnight. I don't um I'm not buying that. Like
1: you have to remember the only reason that New Jersey team made the playoffs that year anyway is because Taylor Hall had a freaking MVP season.
0: Right. Like, like we, we talk about how they stole it from him uh, how he stole how he stole it from him but it's like <laughs> do you remember the year that he had he right. and, and like he's not a center so for him to have had that year is it was stupid it, 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 was,
1: it was like a 30 game point streak or something insane yeah
0: it, he he drove that team to the postseason and then because because he hasn't it hasn't been that way. Um, I'm, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not the buying it. I'm just never got better. Yeah. Yeah. You're it's so, it's so strange to me that in, in
1: and blaming team, any single person for Edmonton, this disaster is just not fair for sure.
0: Well, and then, and like, then he goes to New Jersey and like, he has the big MVP year and then he did get hurt. Like he had the yeah. one serious injury that he's had in the last several years. And even before then, he was a point-per-game player. He goes to Arizona this year. He's a point-per-game player, like just – maybe like just below. And it's like just put him on a team that has –
1: That isn't a bunch of dudes who can't score more than 50 points. (laughs) Yeah, that
0: has legit talent. And it's like – you know, and we see even in here, we've got this – oh, look how – look what – when he left New Jersey. You know what New Jersey also got the second half of the year? Goaltending. Is that Taylor Hall's fault too? Like I'm, I'm just, I'm of the opinion that Taylor Hall's an, he's, he's extremely good and would be a very good fit. As long as they did something reasonable in terms of length of contract. I don't care about cap crunch. The, and something Avs fans need to learn. They're going to be in a cap crunch. It's going to happen. Pretty much starting next off season. For, whatever, for, for however long this cup window lasts, the Avs are going to be navigating the cap from here on out. And There's not going to be them sitting around with $9 million of space anymore.
1: And the reality is whether you want Taylor Hall or some of the other players we'll get into here, you make that move and you deal with the cap consequences when you get there. Right.
0: You already have the defenseman in place. Everybody, to, 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 Everybody will use the Toronto as an example but teams have been dealing, Boston's been dancing around the cap for years.
1: Chicago's done it this whole second half of this decade.
0: And they missed the playoffs a whole bunch, so not the greatest example. could. they got gotten, three but. cups. Before, but, right,
1: like, like, you... as they arrived to dancing around it and picking up players like Panarin and arguably getting a third cup because of their cap management, and then they hit the downswing like every team ever in history does eventually right. it it bottoms out so you have to make your push for the cup when you have the chance
0: right and it's just being so afraid of the cap like it's like it's one of the teams on the ice you just can't you can't live that way you have to be cognizant of it you have to understand it's got it's got its it's got its issues like you have to you have to know what to do in, in order to dance around it and to, to manage that world. But you can't be afraid of it. Like, would you rather, if you're going to spend $8 million, would you rather spend $8 million on three guys who are going to be in your bottom six, or would you rather do it on Taylor Hall? If you already have a good bottom six, that's a pretty easy answer. Yep. So. Especially-
1: you have pieces like Martin Count on an ELC coming.
0: Well, and you have Martin Count on an ELC. You have Shane Bowers on an ELC. You have Alex Newhook probably on an ELC starting next season. Yep. Uh well, I guess the season after. The we're, 22 season. Yeah, thank you. Um the the 20, the 21, 22. 21, 22, 22 yes. Yeah. <laughs> One year from now, he should be on an ELC. Yes. Because we're two champ, that's two championships away. But it's like uh, it's it, this is irrelevant that possibly not re signing McCarr and comparing it to yeah. Panarin's situation. And should, Panarin was a free agent. McCarr is McCarr an RFA, a, he is an RFA where he will have four years of RFA but control. It, this is not a conversation. I don't, it,
1: even if it was a conversation, McCarr is the type of player that if it comes down to Kale McCarr or Taylor Hall. You probably go with Cal McCarr. Like, you can't even ship that contract. Jonas not Don't even probably do Right. Like, right.
0: Y- it's not even probably. You just straight up do it. You take McCarr, obviously. This is, That's not the position that but, they're in, though.
1: Right. But, but this is what I'm talking about, though. Even if they were in that position, when you get there, you find a way to make it work by creating cap space, by dumping players, and right. doing what you have to do.
0: And that's honestly that's where Chicago got in trouble because yep. they dumped players like Teravine Vinan to get rid of Bolin's contract, you know stuff like that, where they were constantly using assets, first round picks, and, and where they ran players, eventually, and yeah. and then they used that to open up cap space uh, because they overpaid for a couple of guys. Like they they reset and broke the market when they gave Taze and Kane those contracts. Yep, there was nothing in the in the market that said that that needed to happen. And then, especially the matching ones, where Taves has been
1: that has not lived up to the contract. Even
0: a good way to put it. Yeah. I was going to say disaster, and that would have been a little unfair. But yeah, Kale. All RFAs are guys like that. It's 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 how the system works. It's seven and twenty seven. Yep. You either you're either an RFA for seven years, or you get to. When you when you turn twenty seven, that's when you're eligible for unrestricted free agency. It happens to line up the same for Kale. So whichever whichever happens first. So,
1: yeah, the Avs have control over Kale.
0: For yeah, there's the no water. concern. There's it's it'll be he will sign a contract that will take him probably due to unrestricted free agency, right. maybe right up to it. I would guess as much for a lot yeah. of money, but and you know. yeah, the, the, the whole McCarr situation because of the cap could be interesting. They may want to do a one or two year deal instead. And then even when that's over, he'll be an RFA. So it will not matter. They will have all of the leverage it's, in the world it, to get a long-term deal. Tim McCarr is not going anywhere. Pay
1: him now or pay him later is the right.
0: whole, only snare. there. <laughs> it's really like, and we're talking about a dream acquisition, like, I'm taking Hall over Petrangelo because I'm buying that the defense is already there. Right. Especially especially when you right. have Byron and Timmins that I'm d I am I just spent the last two weeks in person watching Connor Timmins roll everybody I, else. Yeah. Like that I'm sorry, but that dude's that dude's an NHL player. The fact the only the only reason that we're gonna see this Mark Barbario, Kevin Connaughton nonsense is because those guys have NHL experience. But otherwise, Connor Timmins is an NHL player who's ready to play today. He's ready to go. Byram's still a little bit longer. I, I would say he could still use some development. But when he gets the puck and he he's playing with confidence, electric.
1: You love to hear the, it.
0: the only guy, the only guy on the Avs uh who who is better with the puck is Makar. Uh on the defense
1: you uh, you're segueing us into some of our other ones. As you mentioned, Petrangelo there. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other guys thoughts. Uh, you seem to have converted more than a few people saying John Gibson.
0: We'd be okay with John Gibson. Um, if we're talking like a dream acquisition, I've always been a really big Bosch fan. So I'm fine <laughs> with that. I love bossy. True. Uh,
1: one of the most, popular ones on the tweet and i i fully agree with this one here
0: gritty oh great a great answer <laughs> seriously uh a great answer
1: hard to get much better than gritty for the dream acquisition. i don't know gritty or howler who, who do you go with oh
0: gritty gritty has proven inch. himself i mean all yeah, howler did right. was get himself fired true enough <laughs> true enough
1: uh Who else we got on here? Some weird ones. Uh, Can you make a case for someone like Anze Kopitar?
0: No, he's just too old.
1: Okay.
0: And that's my problem with Petrangelo. He's already 30.
1: Well, with Petrangelo, age might be an issue. With Kopitar, where does he go? You have McKinnon. You have Kadri. You have Newhook coming. How does he fit in the team? I just don't
0: see it. (coughs) Uh, Yeah. It's, it, I mean, Kadri would have to go the other way. Like, oh, here,
1: here we go. Here's a man after uh, after AJ's heart,
0: truly. Svechnikov? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There's but, an, I'm sorry, but there is an alternate universe where uh, Ottawa gets that second pick. Yep. And they don't draft a Russian, so they don't take Svechnikov. And they just give the pick to Colorado and say, screw it. And he's and, an uh, Av.
1: And the abs end up with the with Svetch. Yep. Boy, what a world. What a world that would be in the stories of what ifs. But
0: telling you, man, that's there's there's that alternate universe that I try not to think about.
1: <laughs> Just makes you sad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh,
0: how much I love Svetch.
1: Uh, a handful of other answers over here. Uh the one I think I saw was really popular was Unite Coal Harbor and for one year at the end of Crosby's career, bring him to Colorado.
0: <laughs> That's fine.
1: Uh, Ovi, a couple of other, mostly just like legends and stuff. Some Anthony Mantha in there.
0: As a dream acquisition? Yeah, like, right. Anthony, oh. Like,
1: All right. So like we get some people who had like, give us the whole rundown of like, here's my totally unrealistic guy. And I yeah. like, maybe this will actually happen guy
0: my maybe this will actually happen guy that is uh that nobody is talking about is Brandon Saad.
1: interesting i i don't ha- he's 28 29 in there yeah Pretty i think he's, age, yeah
0: i think he's got a year left on his 6 million dollar deal is but he- is the kind of two way forward that would fit perfectly into their top 6 and could give the could give Chicago a yep. little bit more of that cap relief if they need it. Has one year left on that deal and is only twenty seven. Yeah, one year left, and probably will not get six million on his next deal.
1: Yeah, because especially uh, his time having returned to Chicago, the production yeah. has just not been there. He
0: he went from a fifty point player to like a thirty five ish point player, but still gave him the really good two way play. And again, this is where I'm just buying coming to Colorado and playing with more skilled players will help.
1: I mean, his production went down, but still 18 goals, 23 goals, 21 goals. He puts the puck in the net.
0: Yeah I'm and and putting him like if you if you wanted a very talented but two way oriented second line, uh, it's where he replaces. Uh, Nachushkin, yeah, Landis Cobb, Kadri, and Sad will be. It,
1: he's just mm-hmm. he doesn't have the size, but essentially the same role as Nachushkin and a very strong defensive forward that can put some goals in for you.
0: Well, and uh, McDavid,
1: uh, you're not even dreaming about that. That's a fantasy beyond I can even go.
0: Like, yeah, I I don't even know. And the only thing with McDavid is that it, it costs you McKinnon, otherwise. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't that's, happen.
1: That's the dream you have where you like, once it happens, you're like, Oh, I must be dreaming.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where you like recognize that you like, look around and you're like, yeah. Damn it.
1: <laughs> so yeah, just a couple of, a couple of takes there. Um, we'll have to wait and see until the off season, of course, to, to actually figure it all out. But as we wind down the show today, the AVS do play their first exhibition in two days. Obviously, for us here in Denver, watching it could be difficult, but it will be available at the DNVR bar. I do not believe we're doing a watch party for the exhibition. so I
0: don't think so. Also, if you're in the lounge, uh, if you're a member of the DNVR lounge, we will have uh, like a hangout that day. Yep. We will have something set the up. digital so that, hangout. <laughs> yeah, we can all hang out on Discord, uh, watch the game and talk and just chill.
1: So if you're not in the lounge or you're not subscribed to DNVR, be sure to do that while you can before hockey is back in earnest so you can hang out with us and watch it. Um, And then, yeah, the DNVR bar will have the game even if there's no watch party. So if you're desperate for a way to watch it, you can always roll down there and do it that way as well. The plan is to have watch parties for the proper playoffs. Again, you know, we'll see what happens with the world and what's going on, how things go. But either way, yeah. whether it's at home or at the bar, we will be watching hockey well inside of one week's time. So I'm looking forward to it, AJ. I hope you're as excited as the ABS said they were today.
0: Yeah, definitely. Also, yes, uh, we are. Um, we will be playing NHL 20 on Thursday evening. Yeah. We're not totally sure of the time yet, uh, but the two of us, uh, Andrew Kreisman, will be playing NHL 20. And, uh, people that want to hop in and on the PlayStation four, for the record, people that want to hop in with us, they are welcome to
1: do not be afraid. If you're terrible, you'll fit right in. If you're great, you can carry us. Exactly. Either way, it should be a fun time playing some sixes or four V four or whatever we do something again. We want to do that every single week. Yep. So. Hope we uh, hope we get to see you guys out on the ice with us, even if it is the PS4 ice. But we're out of here for the day before I uh, extend this podcast any longer as we hit the hour mark. Thank you, as always, for listening. And until next time, we'll talk to you tomorrow.